Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Today is a baby cast, and we're going to talk about upgrading your customer service. All of you, I'm sure, would like to be the most expensive person in your neck of the woods, right? You want to be the go-to person to every celebrity, every high-end client. And the only way you're going to get there, guys, is by providing that high-end kind of service. You're not going to get there by being, well, cheap and doing everything as fast as you can. You're going to have to build a luxury experience. So we're going to talk about that today in our little baby cast here and do a little inventory of your customer experience. But before that, just a couple quick announcements, guys. We're doing our Apple podcast promotion where if you write us a review, you'll get entered in to an Amazon a drawing for an Amazon gift card for $200. So please go write that review. Stop the podcast right now. If you've been following us all these years and you love what you hear, this is your way you can help pay us, right? You just write that review, screenshot it, and send it to Paul at lashcastpodcast.com. And then that will basically be your <laughs> price of admission. How about that? Also, guys, we have our Lashcast Insider Club, the coolest club in the world. Please be part of it. Please join it. Go to our Instagram page. Link's in the bio. Go there. Sign up today. All you're going to do when you do that is get on our email list. So you're like, wow, I really don't need more email, Paul. Well, this email you do want because you'll get discounts to LashCon, discounts to our webinars, and you'll be the first in line to hear about our online coaching program that's coming up in the coming months. So you want to be on that list, and I promise you it will be worth it. And then when we do send you stuff, there are going to be discounts or great tips and information that are going to help you with your business. We're not going to sit there and uh, just waste your time, okay? Really won't do that. So sign up for that. Also, guys, we are looking for people to interview we would love to get unique stories things that maybe something you do different or something that's very special about you if you have something that you think is worth listening to run a pitch by me send me an email paul at lashcastpodcast.com or dm us on our instagram and say hey paul i have a really cool interesting story i want to share about this i want to share about that because i do want to get you guys onto the show i want to hear your stories and we're also doing something new with clubhouse at least an experiment we just did our first one this week we sat down with sarah rodriguez robertson and she talked about her experience of dealing with ms and trying to be a lash artist and i found it to be extremely encouraging and uplifting and inspiring and I know you out there you have a story that you want to share and I want to be able to give you a chance to do that so don't just feel like you have to be some celebrity lash artist or some high-end brand name like that we want to hear the everyday lash artist too because I know not all of us want to be big trainers and own product lines and do I some of us are just happy taking care of our clients and making a good living doing that and at the same time I want to hear those stories too you're just as important as someone who's you know, Insta famous on Instagram using for lashes or whatever, guys. So that's my pitch. Please email me, DM me if you want to be, um, and I'll pick one or the other, or maybe both. Maybe your story will be so good that we'll want you both on the podcast and in the clubhouse. But we do feel like these stories can be really encouraging. And just as a, a t- I guess, a little tip or a little advice. I'm not just looking for people to say, hey, look how amazing I am and I'm so really popular and I'm really rich or anything like that. That's to me not very interesting. I really want to get, hear the stories like we just had this last week where we basically had Savannah from My Addiction come on and share about how she had to close two salons and how she moved basically to Arizona just to survive, right? She had to reinvent herself. We're going to have Shelby on. I don't think, yeah, we haven't had Shelby's podcast yet, but Shelby shared how she went from two salons down to one salon. We had basically Bella Lash on talking about how they're making lashes here in the United States. And I have other people in the pipeline who have unique stories, unique things that have happened to them that I think are interest to our industry. So if you have something like that, 
Great. And it doesn't have to be a new brand, a new lash, a new product. It could be just simply like, hey, actually, we have had this. We had people come on like a husband-wife team. We've had a mother-son team, right? I'm just looking for those kind of unique twists, those unique stories. And if you don't think your story is unique, you'll be surprised. Just go back and reevaluate. Think about what you're doing because each of us does have a unique story, right? And it's just how you present it. And so look for what you're doing, find that story, and then email it to me at paul at lashcastpodcast.com or DM me, and we will start picking some people and getting you on our podcast. So it'd be great to have you there or in the clubhouse. All right, so let's talk about customer service. Now, customer service is something that everyone says they do great. And I have to say, that's just not true. I've been in a lot of salons in my lifetime. If you looked at me, you would know why. No, actually, there's no correlation to what my looks and me being in salons. But because I just have friends in the beauty industry and because we have helped people, talk to people about their experiences and walk through it, everyone always says, well, our customer service is what we're known for. And then you go in and you walk around and you see what's going on and you go, wow, this just looks like what everyone else does. That's not outstanding customer service. If you're copying exactly what everyone else is doing, you're doing average service. You're doing something just mediocre. And that's okay. I mean, I'm not, no, some people, like, you have to have different focuses in your life, right? At some point, you're like, you know what, right now, I'm not going to worry about this. I'm going to work on my lash skills and become just a great lash artist, and then I'll upgrade this. Or maybe you're building a team, and you're learning how to build systems and how to hire and be a good leader, and you have to really focus on that because you can't do everything at once. You can't be a great marketer. You can't be a great lash artist. You can't be a great leader. You can't be a great trainer. You can't be a great product line person and do this all at once, right? You kind of have to pick your fights. So whatever it is you want to do, wherever you want to do an upgrade, then be purposeful and say, you know what? Right now, I am going to work on the customer service of my business. I've got a good team, or maybe you work for yourself. I got my skills up as a lash artist, but now I'm ready for that upgrade in the customer service. This is how you can stand out from the crowd. A lot of people do good lashes now, guys. There's a lot of people. There's still some doing bad, but you can't really worry about them. There's enough people doing good lashes. That's your competition. And so you need to find other ways to have a way to distinguish yourself. Now, some people do it through marketing. There are some of you out there. I watch your marketing. I'm like, holy mackerel. These people are brilliant marketers. They know how to sell the sizzle. They know how to look good. They know how to take the pictures right. They know the right captions. They're always producing content that is engaging, gets everyone excited. Good for you. If you're a good marketer, you have huge advantages. But for some of us, and a lot of us, we just don't have the energy or the time, right, to have to become an Instagram expert. It's like that's not top of the list of things that you want to do. You go, you know what? I don't want to spend three hours a day taking pictures, editing them, and posting and commenting and, and building a following. It's a lot of work. And it is a lot of work. To build that following can be a real time suck. So really, you want to get more bang for your buck. You want to get the referrals. That's going to be the way you're going to build your business. I mean, I'm sure there's people out there who go, no, no, I build it through Instagram. But most lash artists I talk to say by far the majority of their new clients come from referral. And when you use the referral system and you wow the client in the room, that's going to be your bread and butter. And that's going to come from customer service and from great lashes. So let's just say we're going to assume you've been working on your lash skills and you've gotten up to a certain level where you are A+. plus, Like you are really good. But you know what? You are just like everyone else on the street. So now it's time to take it up a notch. And this is what you're going to do. You're going to do an audit. You're going to do a customer service audit. And what is that? Well, that is basically you're going to go through and think through every touch point in your business. And what does that mean? Well, that means really any way a customer engages with you, or as we like to call them guests in our salon, you are going to rate it. 
And this is going to take a little time. By the way, this is the stuff that we're going to teach in our coaching program. So if just you're getting a little preview, a little sneak peek of what we're going to do. But you're going to go through and you're going to say, okay, what are the touch points? And someone's like, well, you know, they get in the bed, take care of their lashes, and that's it. No, no, that's not it. There's a ton of touch points. Okay, guys? So let's just say this. Let me give you, open your eyes to really what's going on. First, of course, there's the digital touch points, right? You want to see how your Instagram, your website, if you don't have a website, by the way, oh my gosh, there's so many of you that don't have websites. Stop it. All right, guys, get a website. It is not difficult. It's not hard. You can do it yourself if you want, or you can pay. There's so many people now out there doing it who will do it for an affordable price. You can just do it. Do Wix is great. You can do it yourself and pay not a whole lot of money. So guys, just be thinking about right now getting that website if you don't have it. But anyway, digital touch. So all those touch points online, right? And then they're going to be calling you. That's another touch point. How do you answer your phone? What type of greeting do they get? Do they wait 10 hours to hear back from you? Or are you able to get back to them right away? Do you have, maybe you could hire out someone to answer the phone during the day. Get an assistant, get someone else to help be that touch point. You know how many clients you lose because you're not answering the phone? If clients are calling you all day in our salon, we got anywhere from six to 10 probably new calls a day and at our peak with um, asking for appointments. And, um, you know, and then there's, sad, there's a lot more spam than ever now on phones. But that said, six to 10 calls a day, if we didn't answer the phone, we would not get those people in because they'll just call the next place. Now, I also know a lot of people are texting now, a lot of people are DMing, I get it, but answering the phone is really important. How do you handle that? I would also then, what happens when they drive up to your salon? When they drive their, is it a dump? Is it a crap house? <laughs> you know, is it like you're in some back corner of cheap apartment area or something like that? No, no. You want to make sure that that experience is good. They feel safe. Hopefully it's well lit. Hopefully you have a nice signage so they can find you, right? Then if you don't, you know, you're going to grade yourself. Each of these things, one to five, you're just going to grade it. Either I'm a one, which means I suck. Or you can go the other way. One, I'm number one. Or five is means you, you saw it. Like you got, you have to be super honest, guys. This is not the time to lie to yourself and say, yeah, I'm amazing. You know, what is it like to walk into the building that you're in? Is it nice? Is it clean? What is it like to walk in through your front door? Is it easily found? Is it hard to find? Our place was a little bit hard to find because it was upstairs. We had to make sure people understood how to find it. When they walk in, are they greeted or are they ignored? How many times do you walk into business and you get ignored? That's the norm. Even more, in the era of the death of, of customer service, which is what COVID's brought upon all of us, basically customer services, I've never seen worse customer service in the last year. And I get it. Everyone's overworked and understaffed. So that I give them a pass at this point. As things get back to normal, God willing, things will improve. But what is it like when they walk into your salon? Do they get greeted or do they just get ignored? Is there a sign greeting them? Is there someone welcoming them? What's it like to check out at your salon? What's it like to check in at your salon? What's it like to walk to your room? What's it like to go in the bathroom? What's it like for the client in the bathroom? Is it stink? Is it clean? Is it cute? Does it have fun signs, little things, a little for they can you know try on makeup, whatever? What's it like when they walk into your room? How do you treat them? How do you get them into the bed? How do you get them out of the bed? All these things become touch points because you're interacting with them. And you can sit down and create a list, 30, 40, 50 things about touch points. Like, how do you follow up with a client? If you don't, you should be. If you really want to be a high-end client or a salon, you need to be following up with clients and checking in with them and see how they're doing. So this is the type of thing you're going to do. You're going to go break it all down, write out 20, 30, 40, 50. And there's no right or wrong here. If you want to make a a touch point, it's your touch point, okay? Maybe other people are like, eh, that's not really a touch point for me. But for you, it is. That's fine. Rate one to five. And if you need some help, if you have a team, get them to rate it too and see compare notes. And the way you can do it is just walk into your salon. First, go outside, 
pretend to park, walk into the, through the front doors, walk into your building, walk into your salon or your booth or whatever you have, and basically pretend that you're a client. And just think, when do I interact in some way or manner with the person in the salon or with you? Like, you know, we actually we had a, a TV with videos that would play and we'd share stuff from our business and stuff on that. And clients love that. That's a touch point, right? If you don't have that, then that's a lack of touch point. And you can say, you know what? I don't have anything interactive for clients. I don't have any magazines. What type of magazines do you have? Like we did never had us and people magazines because they're trashy and there's a lot of people love them, but that's not what we wanted. We wanted to have really high end. So we had all the fashion magazine like Vogue and such. That was the type of magazine we wanted because that's the type of client that we wanted. And so that was a more high end experience so they could see all the great fashion magazines and literally we had everything we had like 12 magazines so it was very much like a library for all the high-end fashion magazines so that's what you want to do you want to go in give yourself that grade and then find where your week is at and where you what i would say give you the most bang for your buck because you can't let's just say you have 40 touch points or 30 and you're like, wow, it's like I got four or five I'm hitting fives, and then there's a bunch where I'm like twos and threes, and then there's like four or five where I'm like a one, where I realize, no, nah, that's not really a good experience. And the way we – our phone call system sucks right now. Like there's people – you can hire companies to answer the phone for you, or you can, again, have an assistant that answers the phone for you, or you can just go with a voice message. It's not the best, but maybe make it a fun voice message so when people call, it's really enticing at least and gets them want to check out more, right? So you want to go through – through and rate it. And once you've got your rating system for everything, and this self-awareness really kicks in, you're going to go through and say, we're going to get the most bang for my buck. Which ones can I improve and really move the needle up? So let's just say that right now you're in a salon and you're sharing a room and you're with a whole bunch of people in the room, right? And you're like, wow, we don't really have a lot of privacy right now. This place is not ideal for that and everyone's kind of sharing in place and i've heard people argue like oh no no, we love it we love all sharing and we can talk and all that it's not like a hair salon guys it just isn't and if you've built that great but i'm going to assure you that high-end clients like privacy it's kind of a vulnerable position to be in when you're laying down especially if we're in a dress or a skirt or something like that and you're just laying on the bed there and anyone can walk by and see everything right and your eyes are closed and you're, you're kind of laying with no idea what's going on around you it's not a very secure position that be hearing and having people have conversations walking around you. Not comforting at all. Not high end. So what you could do is say, you know what? I can tell this. We have uh, four beds in one room. I'm going to put some sort of barrier between all these rooms and just at least start with that. Eventually, I would advise getting your own private rooms and building out. I know Jasmine Sheik did that. She had a place where they were sharing these four chairs out in the main area. And then she went in during pandemic and she actually upgraded. I think she had already planned on this. It wasn't the pandemic, but she decided to upgrade her salon and she created all private rooms. That's a huge move. That's the move in the direction that's right. And by the way, you can do, if you can't afford it, don't worry, guys. Everything is in the right time, right? If you're right now, you're just being, just trying to be down and dirty, get things going, have the open space, but eventually you're going to want to upgrade and move into that private room. So any, maybe you say, well, we'll buy petitions and we'll block off the four beds. So at least now we get more private conversations. That would be a huge upgrade and would cost a little bit of money. So maybe that's not the first one you go for. Maybe you go for the ones that you can do free. Like maybe you hire someone or a service to answer your phones for you. Or maybe you just actually have a sign welcoming people when they walk in. If you work for yourself, at least have a sign up there welcoming people, let them know what to do. 
so that you're not just ignoring them, right? And it maybe also might mean just cleaning up in front of your salon. Like if you have well, our place where we were, when we first got in, it was a little bit low end. The owners didn't really take care of it. We got super cheap rent, so it was okay at the time. But when a new owner came in, they totally upgraded the place, spent a lot of money. Well, that meant now for us, I started watching around or looking around, and I would pick up trash and pick up things that people dropped on the ground in the morning when I first show up because I wanted our place to look clean. Not in the salon, that was clean, but outside the salon. I didn't want them to walk into the in or mall that we're in and this would be junky and dirty. I was like, nope, I'm going to get up in the morning, show up, and I will pick up any trash along the way if I need to. And that just helps create a better experience. And these little things, guys, these little things add up. And over time, before you know it, you're doing something special that no one else is doing. And one of the things I've, I've told people before and even on the podcast, if you were looking for inspiration, don't be looking to other lash salons on what to do. Because you're just going to copy and repeat and look a lot like everyone else. The best thing to do is be looking for businesses outside of your world. So look at hair salons, look at spas, look at hotels, look at restaurants, look at any service-based industry, doctors, plastic surgeons. I mean, Tustany got the idea when she uh, went to this plastic surgeon that we were going to partner with. And what they did when you first showed up, they brought a little tray with a little coffee pot or teapot and, and a nice coffee thing, they would say, what tea would you like? they come out this little tray, they place it down, they pour your tea into the tea bag, and they'd make the tea there. And then when you're ready for your consult with a doctor, you would take that little tray, and they'd follow with you, they'd pick it up for you, and the, the assistant or the person at the front desk would carry that tray into the doctor's office, set it down, and then you would sit down, and you would have the consult, right? So we copied that. didn't always work, but we had our little tray, and we would have a San Pellegrino a waters, and we would take those, and we would sit down with the client, and we would open up the bottle, and we'd have a little glass, and we didn't use paper cups or plastic ever, because one, that's trash, and but two, it is not elegant at all. And we would just pour the water there, and then sit down beside their tray, and walk away and they can drink their water while they're waiting. Or we'd make coffee and we'd serve it on a tray. That was something that we got from a plastic surgeon. All right? So that's the place. What you want to look is other places doing something remarkable and they make note of it and then just take one at a time. Don't try to write them all out because you'll get discouraged and be like, oh my gosh, everything sucks. No, everything doesn't suck. Some things suck and you need to change those things, right? So just take your time, do one, maybe one every few months, right? That way you're only doing four upgrades a year, which is a lot, guys. Four upgrades a year in your business is going to, over time, really make a big difference. You just can't, it's unsustainable that every month or every week, I haven't got a new change, especially if you have a team, because your team's going to freak out on you. If you have a team and every week you're going, we got a new change, we got to upgrade this, we got to change that, the team's going to be like, oh my gosh, all you do is keep making me have to work harder, remember new things, change this change that it is so much work teens resist change that's just the way they're wired so you got to give them a time to adjust to acclimate and get used to it and the same thing with your clients your clients if you keep changing things on them too it also can be a little overwhelming so that's it guys i hope you can go through and take all that go do that audit today with your business break it down and start upgrading it and if you want to know more stuff like that when we launch our training program i promise you our coaching program we're going to help make sure that you have the the best customer service experience possible. We're going to share a lot of things we shared here, but we're just going to give you the steps and hold you accountable because really what coaching is about is accountability. It's so easy to let a week slide by, a month slide by, a year slide by, and nothing's changed because no one is holding you accountable, and that's why coaching is so important. I've seen over the years, I've been in this industry a long time, I've seen good and bad coaches come and go, and even even the worst coach was actually pretty good. Know why? Because once you start spending money on coaching, 
you realize you have to perform. You have to do something because you don't want to spend a thousand bucks or 500 bucks or 10,000, whatever you spend and do nothing with it. Right. You're like, Oh my gosh, I'm paying this person some money. I better do it. So just, you know, that accountability is priceless. No matter who your coach is, that's something that's high value. And that's something we're going to be bringing to you very soon. So there you go, guys. That's all I have for you guys today. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and at the Last Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. On behalf of my last Princess Tessney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. <laughs>